The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode 110 of the Talking Fires podcast. Ben Fadden, your host here. Thank you so much for joining. Jacob is back finally. We'll get right into it. Uh, we got a couple things to talk about. Aegon wanted to return to the Padres. Uh, Tommy Pham interested in playing first base for some reason. Uh, And Kyle Schwarber, should the Padres be interested in him? We have some pretty cool, uh, you know, all-star ideas for the MLB all-star game. Uh, So we'll first just get right into the Adrian Gonzalez story. Kevin Acey of the Union Tribune tweeted out this past weekend, or this weekend, that Adrian Gonzalez wanted to return to the team. He wanted to in 2018, wanted to in 2019 on a minor league deal, never got that chance. Um, and so that was disappointing to hear uh, that, one, that he was willing to take a hometown discount. And then especially in 2018 when they brought back Chase Headley, they had Jose Perella, they had Carlos Asuaje, they had Corey Spangenberg. Um, they had, I think, Jared Travis Jankowski. It just wasn't a uh, great bench depth uh you know position as a whole for the Padres and so to not bring back one of the best offensive players in you know Padres history on a one-year deal when they weren't going to be in contention anyway it would help sell tickets uh that was pretty disappointing to see you know this weekend and then in 2019 John Boggs Tony Gwynn's agent Agon's agent also reached out to the Padres seeing if they wanted to bring him back for a minor league spring training invite deal they didn't want that, and that that really was irritating because Aegon, like I mentioned, he's a you know fan favorite, one of the best players in Padres history. Eastlake High School, the whole thing, wanted to retire as a Padre, and it didn't happen um, because the Padres didn't want to do it. What 
I, I just don't understand, and you can weigh in here, Jacob. It didn't understand. I just didn't understand why the Padres wouldn't even bring him on a spring training invite deal. I mean, it's a spring training invite. Like, there's nothing that hurts about inviting someone, a Padre legend, to spring training. He's a former all-star of the team. Shoot, they had Will Ferrell be playing a spring training game for an inning. Like, it just doesn't make sense to not even try. No, yeah, it's, it's just a kind of a more moral and respect thing. Um, it's, a, it's a hometown kid, you know, that's like, uh, you know, we talked about earlier off, the, off of the recording, you know, it's like if Joe Musgrove wanted to come back down the line, um, he declined him. It's like that almost, or what we think would be like that. Um, maybe not as much because, you know, he did throw a no-hitter, but, I mean, Adrian Gonzalez, all-star. Um, I mean, one of the fan favorites. He's my favorite Padre of all time. Um, it's just kind of, it irritates me that, you know, could have seen him one last time in a Padre uniform would have been nice, but, and we really had nothing to lose with that. Um, exactly. thought about going elsewhere. It's just, it's a little irritating as a fan, that's all. Yeah. Um, and Agon obviously went to the Red Sox in that 2010 December trade. And then... To make matters worse, uh, so they lose him, and then they lose Anthony Rizzo when they traded him. So that ended up being one of the worst trades in franchise history. So it was just a really bad, you know, first baseman, uh, you know, experiment losing that, you know, both of them. Just a bad, a double, a double loss there, you know, first base wise. Um, so that was disappointing. Another, you know, t- we can stay in that first base position. Tommy Pham interest in playing first base. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. I saw that over the weekend. Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times said that he, Pham, who's obviously an outfielder, he's willing to play first base for, for the Rays. I'd assume that he'd be willing to play first base for the Rays, you know, under regular. I mean, just an, for another contender, actually. I mean, for anyone. If that's if you're willing to play first base for me, I, I read about this on GaslightBowl.com. If he's willing to play first base, doesn't that mean that? teams aren't really interested in him playing the outfield so because if they were i don't think he'd be you know openly saying out there that hey i'm open to playing first base because his position's the outfield i don't think he'd want to go through learning first base and doing all that extra work when you know he's an outfielder so the point then for the padres Jorge alfaro eric cosmer jake cronenworth jerks and profar victor caratini will myers there are so many guys that can play first base ahead of him that have had big league experience time playing first base. That, that just doesn't make sense for the Padres. And I just don't see any team even doing first base for Fam, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, he struggled last year as an outfielder. Um, the past couple of years, he struggled as an outfielder. Um, I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for any team, really. I mean, even rebuilding or not, like even a contender, especially a contender, to throw an outfielder at first base when you haven't seen much proof that you know he's ever played first base if there's any uh, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it it's nice that you know he's willing to do whatever for a team um, he's here to win you know he'll do anything to you know whatever his team needs he'll step in you know he's a yeah, but, like that yeah he's yeah. willing to he's willing to do whatever yeah. he can for a team because teams aren't willing to pay him millions of dollars to play the outfield is what it seems like outfield. to me yeah exactly yeah it doesn't make it doesn't make sense for any team to even look at him like that um, he's just trying to boost his stock, I guess. It sounds, you know, like that, but um, it, it, I don't see it happening at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. It's a funny story. It's a yeah. cool story, I guess. Um, all right, main topic: Should the Padres be interested in Kyle Schwarber? 
I had my own episodes out about Tyler Glass now. And if uh, Suzuki is worth you know, $12, $15 million per year over five years, uh, you can look at that on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you are watching this, uh, tell us where you're watching from. Uh, any questions you have, go ahead and put it in the chat. Um, for Schwarber, should we be interested? First, we can get to the stats. In 2021, 32 home runs. He'd be a DH candidate for me, not an outfield candidate, just to get that out of the way. 71 RBIs last year, almost a 1,000 OPS. He was an all-star, had that really hot stretch with the Nationals. Then he was with the Red Sox. Um, so I think that you know it would, it's an option. Um, I think MLB Trade Rumors was talking about $70 million over four years, that four-year $70 million contract. Before the lockout, I don't know if that goes up. I don't know if it goes down based on the agreement that should happen sometime next week or by February 28th if they want a season to, you know if they want a season to start on time um, so but I think long term I'm not in really on that I think that the DH position should be filled better on a rotating you know basis with Tatis Arreste Machado Arreste long term I'm not talking this year this year I think it should be Nelson Cruz on a one year deal someone like that because they need more power in the lineup and that would help them win a World Series this year. But long term, I don't think that that's the best option, given that much money to Schwarber. When you need to have that much money, when you need, you're giving up a lot of money already. It seems like to a power hitting outfielder, and uh, you know Castellanos, Bryant, Suzuki, someone like that. So to put even more money on that, you're already wasting money on Hosmer. Obviously, three hundred million dollars on Machado, three forty on Tatis. You want to get a, uh, an extension somehow for Musgrove. Does can Seidler afford it? Yeah, I think so. But and he's willing to spend money. They were over the luxury tax. One of two teams with the Dodgers last year. So he's he's proven that he's want he wants to spend money. He's not just in it for the you know the profit of it, which is kind of what it seemed like Ron Fowler was as the head owner at some you know some points in times. Um, so I think just financially long term, I think the Padres would be better off not giving Schwarber four years, seventy million, and all that. But I'd be open on a shorter one-year deal, two-year deal. Um, he's averaging 2.2 war over his career, so that's pretty good. It gives the Padres pop, obviously. He um, seems like he was a fan favorite in Boston you know, when he went there. Uh, so I'd be in it for Schwarber should they sign him. Short-term, I'd be in on it. Um, but long-term, I would stay away from that. No, yeah, exactly. Hit a nail right on the nail. Um, it... it it's it's not a long it's it, there is a long long term option there. Um, it's an expensive one. It's one that you know I see at most a DH. Maybe you trade Hosmer and he's a first baseman. Um, but outfield, I I don't think that's the best option. Um, it is an option for sure. He's a, an insane power hitter. He's a great player. Um, obviously, two point two WAR over his whole career. Um, that's not easy, especially in major leagues. So um, it, it's a good fallback option. I think you know, a good second option, third option. But I think there's just another better option out there that's, you know, cheaper. You don't have to get an extensive long-term deal. Um, and, you know, it, it could produce – Kyle Schwarber's a very good player, and he doesn't really need him that much to give him all of that, you know? Yeah, I think, I think when you talk about the first base, you know, option, I think that's not – really that much of an option for the Padres obviously with Hosmer still here and like I mentioned with the whole fam thing uh, they already have options they have Alfaro, Caratini, 
Profar, Cronenworth. They have a bunch of options, guys that can play there. Um, so I think that, and that those guys are under contract as well already. So I think that you know giving a deal uh, to Schwarber to play first isn't really an option. And then no, DH, yeah. one year, I think that's best. Um, two years, obviously, but I think there's more teams that are going to be able to willing to spend four or five years deal yeah. 70, 80 million on Schwarber. And the Padres should spend that money on a power hitting yeah. outfielder who plays every day. And worst case scenario, they can bring back, you know, a Tommy Pham. They can bring in an Eddie Rosario or Jorge Soler on a one or two year deal and have him DH part time and have that rotating the rest of the time and then him play the outfield. Um, so there's options or Campisano DHs because they have a million catchers on the 40 man right now. So there's uh, there's options. I think options that would help the team in the future and be less money than what Schwarber would cost. You know, right now. Um, so yes, final verdict for me. Yes, in terms of being interested in a short term mm-hmm. deal. No long term. Um, last thing we wanted to get to here, kind of just a shorter episode, but just wanted to get this one in. Uh, All Star Game, NBA All Star Weekend this weekend. Um, I was watching that Saturday, the skills challenge, three point, the skills, the new skills format they had dunk contest sucked. Uh, but I think we've seen all the dunks that can happen. I think that that's just old now, but that's not really the point. The point is, I think that major league baseball could learn some things from that. And I think that having this celebrity game, I know that the NBA has that and that the celebrity game for those who don't know, and that they never been to the event, the Celebrity Games broadcast on ESPN after the Home Run Derby on Monday nights. It doesn't happen on Monday. It happens after the Future Game, which happens on Sunday. And I think that Major League Baseball could learn some things from the NBA, moving this to a weekend event so there's more attention to it, not having it on a Tuesday night, a Monday night. Uh, this Home Run Derby is like the event of you know the weekend, if you want to call it that, the week. Um, but I think that while the celebrity game's great and all, and I think they feel like they have an obligation to do that, speaking from experience for me, like, I'm, I wasn't really interested in that, um, especially when I was in San Diego and I was there live. It didn't really, you know, do much for me. Um, after the Futures game had already happened with Alex Bregman and Lucas Giolito, I think, played in that. And there was a bunch of guys. Um, I think... It just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Terry Crews, like, with his shirt off was, like, the most th- thing, like, I remember from that. Like, it was like it, Drew Brees was playing, Ozzy Smith. I mean, so there's there, – pl- just my point is them watching – fans watching the people play slow-pitch softball I don't think is that entertaining. Um, they try to hype it up, but it, it just doesn't do much for me. So I think what they could do – yeah, if you want to have that, I guess you could have that on, like, the Saturday or something or before yeah. the Futures game and show it on, like, MLB Network or something. But I think, like, the ESPN event should be – and you could have – they have broadcast rights and all that. But, like, having a skills challenge, like having a last man standing where a coach or a pitching machine is smacking ground balls at these guys left and right. And I know people are going to say, oh, injuries. You don't want Tatis doing that. Okay, then they don't have to do it. But I know that there's guys 
like a Freddie Galvis, guys that are good defensively, that I think that's still more entertaining to me, seeing you know a last man standing defensively like that, that would be more entertaining. Just, yeah, just from an entertainment standpoint, you could have a throwing competition with catchers having to hit targets at first, second, third. Uh, you could have outfielders have to hit targets at bases. You know, have them have a hanging trash can or something moving and have to hit that, like how they have at the NFL Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, so I think there's just better, more entertaining ways, things that the that Major League Baseball can take from the NBA, um, from the Pro Bowl that they're not doing now. And I think it could make it more um, entertaining, bring more eyes to it um, in the middle of summer. And I think... Yeah, I just think it would be more entertaining. It'd just be a better product. Moving into the weekends would be a better product. I don't know about you. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, I've thought this for a long time. Um, I thought that every sport, you know, should have, like, an all-star weekend kind of thing. Maybe, like, um, how the NFL is doing it now. They're kind of bringing it back to life. Um, you know, they have the – they. I mean, they had dodgeball for one thing. I mean, that's just random, but it's entertaining. Um, you know, it, it's entertaining at some points. You know, you have – can have these guys show up their skills, you know, different guys that might not be in the all-star game that, um, you know, are good in specific areas. Like you said, Freddie Galf is good defensively. Um, You could have guys in the outfield, you know, catching fly balls, trying to hit targets out in the outfield. That would be entertaining to me. I would watch that. This is Um, where, yeah, this is where, like, Ha-Sung Kim could get his moment. Like Exactly. Like, it's guys you wouldn't expect to be, you know, surrounding the all-star vibe, you know, that they're just kind of – Average guys that excel in a little bit area here, but maybe not like, you know, Tatis or, you know, crazy guys like Acuna, like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, just the implementation of that over a celebrity game that's slow-pitched, it's not even, is it half of the outfield? I don't think it is. It might just be the infield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fence is like, yeah, the fence is like a pop-up in the major leagues. Um, Exactly. Yeah, it's, I get some people might want to watch that, but... That's not – I don't think that's – I think there's more events that could be put in front of that in terms of things that would bring a draw than mm-hmm. slow-pitch softball celebrities playing. And, like, what I've at least noticed, like, as the years go on, it's, like, celebrities I've never heard of. Like, I know I'm not a music guy and people can bash me for that or whatever, but, like, there's people I've never heard of playing in these games. It just doesn't bring an entertainment – aspect much to me some people might like it but i think that putting actual players you know we're talking about highlighting the game growing the game all the time how about you put your young players in these big game in these you know skill challenge type settings just to bring something i know that baseball is not the nfl and nfl is playing a two-hand touch all-star pro bowl and Mm -hmm. you know they got more ratings than an nba finals game on that so i'm not saying that they're going to get a bunch of ratings but I'm saying I think that people would be interested in at least checking it out than just the old, you know, celebrity game. And then for Home Run Derby, right, the Home Run Derby, there's big games, big names that participate in that. You could get hurt more in that, I think, than fielding. Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, just continuous swinging like that, uh, the torque that you have on, you know, the swing. Uh, oh. And people are, like, worried about how that messes up swings. And that's kind of been proven that it hasn't really. Um, so yeah, that's just me. The entertainment value, I think, would be better if Major League Baseball implemented some of the things that the NFL, NBA does 
during their All-Star, their Pro Bowl weekend. Uh, so those are really the topics today. Um, oh, a pitcher home run derby could be another one too. Mad Bums. Uh, DeGrom. Yeah. Something like that. Well, DeGrom. The Mets aren't going to allow that. but uh, Herman Marquez, maybe. That would yeah. be an interesting kind of one. Yeah, Bumgarner. Um, is definitely one up there. You could have Bartolo Colon come back. You talk about entertainment, like just put oh, guys yeah. in there. Like I think that would be entertaining. Um, you can make the fences fences smaller, even if you wanted for that. Or, you know, a less distance on the home runs. I don't care. I just think adding something different, something unique, uh, would be really cool, and it would be entertaining uh, for the public, for the casual fans, for the people who have nothing to do on the weekend if they move it to the weekend and they're just sitting there like hmm espn let me watch this and they get entertained by it and then that makes them want to go watch the home run derby and then the all-star game and then maybe it gets hooked on them watching more games it's just i think it could bring a trickle down effect um so yeah so those are really the topics agon wanted to return to the padres according to kevin ac and they declined that that was disappointing tommy fam wants to play is willing to play first base that's not happening with the Padres. I can tell you that. Um, I don't or even. Any, I don't. Hopefully. I don't need sources <laughs> for that. Um, yeah. Schwarber. I'm interested in him on a long, uh, short-term deal. Long-term, not so much. I think there's just better ways to use their resources. And obviously, having Hosmer in a contract kind of hurts that. That that kind of prevents them maybe from bringing him in an additional big power hitter like that on a longer-term deal. Um, and I think. You know, taking into account the Musgrove contract's big, huge. Uh, I, you know, I think that's huge. The contract extension possibility. I think that is something that the Padres will be taking into effect that not many people might be talking about. So, this has been episode 110 of the Talking Fires podcast. I'm glad Jacob was able to come back here uh, yeah, this fine. week. We should have Kevin Cops, Padres prospect. Breaking news here that should, he should come on. He, was, the, he, he was a Golden Spikes Award winner. For a college, best college pitcher in the nation coming out of the draft, third-round draft pick for the Padres. Could help the team this year, actually out of the bullpen. So he should come on the show sometime this week, have another guest as well. Uh, and I also – I don't want to say his name uh, because I don't know if it will certainly happen or not. But we should have a absolute legend uh, in the world of baseball come on at some point in the next few weeks. Um, hopefully working on that. Stay tuned on that. This has been episode 110. More episodes to come this week. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Till next time, let's go Padres. Stay safe. Hopefully something gets done here. Some progress is made. Uh, and we'll, we'll be back. Thanks so much. See ya.